When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Hello. Anyone around here speak basketball? Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Revis. And who, sir, are you? I'm your producer, Matt Duncan. Freddie, media days happened. How are you feeling now? The flame of the season has been lit. Uh, I am doing good, uh, especially since you use the flame analogy. <laughs> Now I'm just picturing the Raptors uh, making their way across Canada, passing a torch. Yes. Uh, I guess that's what spring or I guess that's what training camp sort of is. They always started in a different province. But uh, how are you doing, Matty? You know, I'm doing well, Fred. Thanks for asking. I, I am excited that we're about to start our 10th season of Confederacy of Dunks. And yeah, just, you know, it's uh, it's there's a new type of excitement. You know, we've gone up and down since the championship. So it's nice to see, like, I feel like there's a lot of real positive energy going on with the team. So, you know, it's not like we're in Florida or, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, no, it's uh, th- things are, we're up things and are up. definitely things. Things are up and up uh, a lot, a lot of, a lot of players developing and um yeah, I think it's it's pretty exciting. It's only going to get more exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, before I introduce a guest, I will say, as I've been saying, uh, free Brittany Griner. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, just Google it. Um, but uh, yeah, let's bring on guest number one. Uh, he's done this podcast podcast a bunch. He's a podcaster himself, a uh, hardcore basketball fan, uh, Raptors fan, also a Dallas Mavericks fan, and um, I think I think a Philadelphia Eagles fan. But you know, we won't talk football on here. This is a basketball slash Raptors podcast. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Ryan Henry. here to talk hoops yes and yes everything freddie has said right on we're not here to talk eagles football even though we're three and no uh dallas mavericks raptors yes i got my raptor tee on though because you know this is a raptors podcast so i I love it i love it nice i am just wearing a generic green hoodie (laughs) um no but i got some raptor shit in the back you know what i mean um thank you sir for doing the pod let's uh let's bring on guest number two um, old friend of mine, good friend of mine, uh, awesome dude, hilarious dude, uh, pretty good basketball player in his own right. I think, um, he is an incredible comedian. Uh, you know, he's, he's been on Colbert. He's been on Jimmy Fallon. 
Uh, he, you know, tours the country. He is absolutely just, uh, yeah, one of the best. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Graham K. Every time it haunts me. Yeah. I, do you know that like internet <clears throat> that like uh, that like thing that happened on Twitter a couple weeks ago about this guy saying like I have this playlist that I have I have sex to, <laughs> and my girlfriend hates this one song. I think she's crazy. Like it's mm-hmm. good or whatever. And then the whole internet like they they listen to the song and it sounds just like that and the whole internet just roasted this guy <laughs> yeah it's like beep 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 he's like <laughs> it's just like left wing right wing people came together on the internet to make fun of this song and this guy and that you, you that is my theme song basically every time i'm on this show i don't know why so that was a very very good interview. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, I love especially that you said he's a very good basketball player, maybe. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I feel like I know. I, I got yeah. confused. I was like, I feel like I've seen you ball, and I feel like you're good. Oh, man. I got I cr- do crossovers, chess passes. Um, uh, uh, Other set stuff. Set shots. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. Left-handed we'll do- layups. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. Offhand ball is good. Uh, yeah, your music is definitely up there as far as uh, <laughs> one of the dumbest tracks. It sounds like someone <laughs> slipping on a banana peel, falling into a river. Yeah, um, it's, it's like oh, it's like a nineteen eighty. If this is like podcast was in the eighties, and it was like <laughs> we have a comedian on zoinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's uh, me and Matt were hanging out this weekend. We went to the uh, um, Raptors Republic. Uh, party it was really really fun and uh just you know a little bit hungover in the morning and matt was talking about how he loved you know he loves like uh uh shock jockeys and you know howard stern and like you know weird sounds so that's matty d (laughs) but uh let's uh let's jump right in and start talking some raptors ball uh speaking of whatever weird uh shit you're about to hear please give it up for matty d's raptor sting the renter raptors who's their mascot fred flintstone Ain't that was Gilbert Godfrey? <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, great. Let's start on a super dark note. Um, uh, shout out to Gilbert Godfrey uh, and Fred Flintstone. I don't know. <laughs> Barely connected uh, in any way, but um, we're good. We're good. Uh, Graham, let me go to you first. Um, I mean... I ended up today watching a bunch of Raptors media day. No judgment on either of you. If you don't watch media day, I think around the league it's, you know, it's a fun thing. You get a couple quotes. You also get just like a plethora of generic stuff. Everyone's healthier. Everyone's optimistic, you know, for the yeah. most part, there's no drama, but you know, just a couple things I'll throw out there. And if you got something different or you want to talk about one of those that that'd be cool but um Masai uh you know talking about um kind of like continuity and patience uh you know heard a bunch about point Scotty uh OG 
kind of pushed away the rumors from the summer, talked about being content. Uh, there was a, a question about Fred's minutes. Nurse said he will try to find him less minutes, less of a workload. Uh, Pascal's really confident, wants to try and be one of the top five or, you know, working towards being one of the top five players in the NBA. Um, and yeah, I'm just wondering, like, what's your single biggest takeaway? Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be one of those. Well, you, you I mean, Basically, you said everything. You asked me every single question about the Raptors at once. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I will say that I think what's interesting is the you, you can't play Fred that many minutes, and they know that. They found that out for sure, that they yep. can't. They said it all last year leading up to his injury, the media was anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, mean, there's, I, was, I listened to like Raptors podcast, and they were like, it's fine. It's he's really people would like people would, you know, make arguments that it's fine. And then obviously his legs fell off. Uh, but I think <laughs> yeah. that I think that point Scotty, I can answer two questions. Uh, do it. Yeah, I think point Scotty will help that a lot. And I think that he's proven that he can do that. Um, it's also going to solve an OG issue. OG's pretty upset with his minutes and his role. There's a bit of a redundancy. Uh, like there's Pascal, OG, and Scotty all kind of do the same thing a little bit. And I think that if you put Scotty at the point more, I think it frees up Freddie. OG gets to do his thing a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good answer, but that's what I that's what I feel. I'm he's always been a pass first guy. I know that he went to Florida State because they said that he could be a point guard. Yep, he mentioned um, that. Even though he, they're like, we're not, we can't really, we don't really have, we can't start you. And he's like, I don't care, I want to be point guard. So he really wants to be point guard. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> does, know? he does. Yeah. No, yeah, like you know, I think I think you touched on a a bunch of stuff that are going to be uh, or a bunch of things that will end up being themes of the season. Because mm-hmm. yeah, he did go to Florida. He did come off the bench. Uh, and he did sort of this like big man point thing. You know, mm-hmm. we might see some of that off the bench this year. Uh, Fred also commented on both those things like, hey, I can play off the ball. Um, I also, yeah. you know, wanted, wanted a big and I got one. And I also, you know, don't want to dominate the ball. And I didn't really pay attention to my body. I also think you hit on something that I was feeling all last year, which was sort of... um you know, a big part of the media being like, we're overplaying Fred. And then the franchise being sort of like, you know, there was like a quiet rebuttal that was like, uh, no, we're not. He can handle it. Stars want to play as much as they can. Yeah. And then him clearly breaking down after the all-star break and never really recovering. Yeah. Yeah, So it was, it was kind of this weird thing. And like, I, I, I'm mostly on the side of like, we, we overplayed him, but I hear this argument that nurse and Messiah were kind of saying last year that we weren't a contender. So last year was, was about, you know, proving different things, proving that. Yeah. We so I, I get that to a certain extent, but I feel like it, it is time to respond. And yeah. do you think there's pressure on nurse and Fred and Masai to, so much to manage Fred more. Yeah. I also think it's all, it's all good. I think it was the right decision because it got us into the playoffs. We, and I think it's good for the young players to be in the playoffs and take a bigger role. Uh, especially like totally, uh, you know, and, 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 and it might not have happened had they not overplayed him. It's okay. 
so long as if he is healthy this year, if he's going to, if it's still affecting him and it's still like a lingering thing and it's like a sort of Kawhi thing where this weird injury keeps like coming Mm -hmm. back and limiting his minutes and going in and out, then it's like unforgivable. I, I agree. And it's interesting you say, you know, sort of like this this lingering thing right because we've seen hip issues hamstring issues well obviously you know we're not really talking about uh harden this year but his hamstring issue has basically bothered him since houston um it was a problem in brooklyn and philadelphia apparently he's kind of over it i remember way back in the day uh jose calderon got a hamstring thing and it kind of just never went away like you need it you need an intense amount of rest and you know for but it's not hamstring. It's kind of like hip, but um, yeah, like you can't play your way into health. Like you do need hip. a certain amount of rest. So terrible. I'm getting, I'm getting hip surgery in November because I've played too much basketball on, uh, out on concrete. <laughs> like Shit, man. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't mess with the hips. I'll tell you that okay. right now. Hips don't lie, man. Um, sorry about that. I hope it goes well. Mine are telling mine are telling the truth. My right hip yeah. is telling the absolute truth. Um, Ryan, what's up? Uh, I don't know. I hope we didn't take all the points from you. But yeah, what's your sort of media day, you know, I guess main takeaway or a couple takeaways? I'll give you my takeaway, but just kind of going on that. I'm all for point guard, Scotty. Honestly, big men point guards in NBA history. They're 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 fantastic. You go down the list, it's like you look at Magic, LBJ to start his career and whenever he wants to really. Um Big O, uh Penny Hardaway, Jason Kidd. These are all like Hall of Famers and legends uh because they're able to pretty much dominate that their size because every other point guard's short and just, you know, not able to match up with them. So if we're able to see Scotty develop into that, I'm I'm all for it. Um, and it kind of, I don't want to, you know, segue into your next question, but uh, my big takeaway from it is that this is going to be interesting for a lot of Raptors um, because I feel like everyone, not that everyone has a chip on their shoulder, but everyone's coming in with something to prove. So you obviously know what Fred what what Fred wants to do and, and who he's going to try to be because, you know, it's that contract, it's that pressure, it's that can he lead this team thing. You have obviously Scotty, the the new, I think by far, he is everyone's favorite rapper. So we just want to see him become, you know, the next top guy. Um, you have OG who's just like, in my opinion, just in this like, okay, what am I? Am I... You know, am I even going to be here? You know, I you hear a lot of OG trade rumors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just and, and then, of course, Pascal with the, the media food bait. I want to be a top five guy. So it's like, yeah. oh, OK, now everyone is coming in. Oh, and then paychecks. Uh, who do you got? Uh, Gary. Gary, Trent Gary yeah. So everyone's yeah. coming in with I need to do this. I want to be this. And. I feel like that's going to cause a little bit of drop for us. Honestly, like I feel it's going to come to a point in the season where, you know, players might get a little antsy. Everyone's got something to prove. Hopefully it works out for everybody and it works out for us, but I don't want to get into your next question because it kind of leads into that with, uh, with uh, who, who would I talk to? But yeah, I just feel everyone's coming in and everyone's got, there's one ball. So everyone's got to, we got to figure this out, but 
I, I feel like it's a good problem to have because I still feel like the core of this team is great. I still feel like we're going to be top of the East uh, possibly, but everyone's coming in with something to prove. That's, that's, that's what I've taken from this, uh, this media day. Yeah. You know, you definitely want ambitious players, right? Uh, and you want guys that kind of, I think it makes sense and it's healthy to want a bigger role and, you know, assume that that is like how you're going to get success. I'll touch on the point Scotty thing. I think, for me, Scotty proved himself in transition almost immediately. I think in the half court is a bit of a different story uh, as far as like tight dribbles and like, you know, you can't really like post up all the time if you're going to be making like amazing passes unless you're Jokic. Um, but, you know, we've seen Giannis, we've seen Ben Simmons, we've seen really big guys be able to kind of see these types of passes that uh, other people can't. And I do think our best shooters, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how Otto does. He's kind of like a, a spot shooter, but Fred, Gary, OG, there's your food, right? If you want to shoot more and Scotty's handling the ball more, maybe that just works out, right? And also, I think we'll see how, we'll see if Scotty has, has gotten better as a three-point shooter. He isn't great at this point in his career. He isn't good at this point in his career. So I think... We're going to see how much of a limitation that is. But the idea, like, hey, you surround Scotty with shooters and he's a brilliant passer. We'll see what kind of reads he can make. And, you know, yeah, like bringing up the ball doesn't matter that much, right? Gary can bring up the ball. Um, Fred can bring up the ball. And who runs this? Yeah, Pascal, exactly. So, um, uh, you know, you you do wonder, can Scotty, like as a point guard, can he run a pick and roll? I know the Raptors don't do a lot of pick and rolls, but if he gets stuck with it, can like, do we want him taking fadeaway threes? Like that's, that's sort of a thing that I, I guess like I wonder, but I also feel like we still have Pascal and, you know, there's like Thaddeus Young. And like, I think this team, there's a lot of people who can, who can move the ball and like, we're very like amorphous. So it's gonna, yeah. I mean, I'm on the side of, I feel like continuity and chemistry is, is looking really strong here. And as long as the collective goal is to be a good team, things will be fine. But you, yeah, you always worry, right. When personalities are too big, like what if Gary starts, you know, as you're saying, Ryan, like not necessarily Gary, but like, what if somebody's thinking about money and they're chucking too much, you know, who does that piss off and you know, how does it work? But um, yeah, uh, it, should, it should be pretty interesting going in. Let's uh, yeah. Let's move on to question two, Ryan. Um, yeah. If you could ask anyone in the organization, sort of like a, and, and Matt, I want you to come in for this one too. Uh, silly answers. Welcome, obviously. But um, if you could ask, you know, anyone in the organization, uh, a, uh, a, like a truth serum style question, um, who would it be? And what would their answer be? I feel like it's like, you know, easy, easy to say Maasai, but like at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's Maasai, right? Cause I feel like, with this team, you have so many talented players. You have so many options. You have so many, uh, again, going back into what I was saying, like, you know, contracts and what's going to happen with Fred. I feel like, I feel like there's a move coming and it not, not to the, like the level of DeMar, but I feel like there is going to be something that's going to happen in the next year or two. 
and it's going to touch, you know, it's going to, it's going to, feelings are going to be hurt. So, so, there you go. Who is it going to be? Is it Fred? Is it OG? Is it, you know, like, I feel like Masai is going to, if he had to tell me the truth and he couldn't just, you know, like lie and, and just give me the, 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 the appropriate media answer. I want to know who, who's who's on the block. I want to know who's going to be going. And yeah, is it SGA? And why is it not SGA? Why is it SGA? You know, you know that, yeah. that that's 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 what I'd go to. Well, and to to your point, like where we are in, as far as like trajectory, Kawhi was like the big like um, we're going to go to the finals this year trade, and I think afterwards. Uh, Gasol was like, we're the best team in the NBA trade. Like we're, we're just making sure that we're, we're playoff proof. But before that you had, you know, Terrence Ross for Ibaka. That for me was sort of the first big, like we're making, we're making moves here. We're not a contender. Um, but we, you know, with Ibaka on the team, we, we, we won the East, right? And then we got... We were like, so excited about Ibaka. That's how bad our team was before that. Totally. It, yeah. We got and, Ibaka. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. That was the best player since... That was the best player since, like, Rudy Gay, almost. Yeah. That, yeah. That had gotten in a trade. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Matt, Maddie, let me go to you next. Uh, you know, yeah. who, who are you asking uh, and what are they saying? Well, my question is for Bobby Webster, the general manager of the Toronto Raptors. Sure. I love it. And how my question pertains to him is because, well, what is a general manager? It's a manager of general things. And one of those things is concessions. And when I was at game six, my first game since before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. I'm sitting in your season seats, and I knew that – Sort of shawarma was right at your exit there. And when I went there, it was boarded up, gone. Mm-hmm. There was no, you know, uh, there was no message sent out to season seat holders, to yeah, fans. And, you know, I took a digestive enzyme before that game, ready to digest whatever a sort of shawarma is. I don't even know what that is. Oh, you you, you were not in your late 30s. And you know what a digestive enzyme is. You think I'm going to eat pizza without a digestive enzyme? I mean, Graham, you must know what I'm talking about here. Um, oh, I, I just throw Graham under the bus. <laughs> I'm old. I'm getting hip surgery. You can throw me under the bus. <laughs> I'm an old man. Oh, so yeah. I'm my, my question I'm is in my pump fake phase of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the fans need to know what happened to this because you know, like penicillin, that happened by accident. Sort of shawarma definitely happened by accident because nobody sure. would put those together on purpose. Shawarma yeah. and beef patty in the same thing. They're good on hot their own, lettuce. but I need hot lettuce. Yeah. yeah, need need to try it. We need to bring it back, Bobby, and uh, let us know. Let us know how we can get it back. You know, mm. I absolutely love that. Um, I, I'm so glad that sort of shawarma, sort of shawarma <laughs> is uh, gone but not forgotten. Uh, and, uh, and Bobby is the right guy to ask about that too. Yeah, yeah, Bob, Bobby. <laughs> there sure should have been. There should have been a newsletter. Didn't didn't doubles coming to to Scotiabank get like big news? So so why why not the disappearance of shawarma? Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's very fair. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean Graham, 
I'm, go, I'm going to you next. What's up? Uh, you know, who are you talking to? What's the answer? I got a quick question. I um, just want to know. So, like, you're talking like Trinid- Trinidadian doubles, like that food doubles. I, I, I have yet to experience the doubles in Scotia Bank, but I hear they're good. I don't know if it's Trinidadian, but I'm all for you it. You got to get. You got to eat the doubles. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna doubles. fly. I live in New York. I'm gonna fly up to Toronto and I eat those doubles. I'm excited. I'm gonna get. Do it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I'm hungry. Um, I love doubles. Oh man, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the subway to Bedstuy and get some doubles today. Okay, here we go. Um, I am going to ask Masai. Do you really think that this core will get us out of the 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 middle, the boring middle? We're just gonna be the second round exit at best. Do you think that you think that Scotty can elevate us? Do you really think that um, Pascal can be a top 10 player, let alone top five? And Cause mm-hmm. if he's, if he look, he is awesome back half of last year. He's yeah. had 30 game stretches, like three times in his, in, in his career where he's been amazing, but he can't do a full year. He's had some like bad health luck, but also yep. just being in- inconsistent. I mean, it, it just you wouldn't see like LeBron come back from a shoulder injury and be that inconsistent, you know, beginning of last year. He would have found a way. Like it's just he I like I like I really, really like Pascal Siakam. Uh there's point points in my life where I I've loved him. Um and I would uh, uh, I would do anything to be with him. But um, the thing is, is uh, I, I have some inf- inside information. I was at a wedding uh, last year and I know a comedian that I work with sometimes that is a he's a pretty famous comedian these days. And he went to college, which with Bobby Webster. And it's juicy. Alex Pavone was also at this wedding, another comedian from Toronto. He lives in New York too. And we cornered this guy, just drunk. <laughs> this comedian. <laughs> like, what should you do with Bobby Webster? Where is he? Who's he like? Who is he? Hey, come on, give me your goods. And uh, he said that they obviously love Fred. They love him so much. The organization does, but they don't have a lot of faith in Pascal Siakam as a leader, as just like a playoff winner, as a guy who can deal with adversity. So look for them. If he has another inconsistent year, if he has sort of like a half okay year, halfway through this season on the trade block, you know, and like trade him for what, for, for, I don't know who, but I mean, he's a great second fiddle. Like, you know, a like he's like he's an awesome second fiddle, but it would, I mean, if we can get Shea somehow, I don't know. I don't think that Oklahoma would would want pay out Pascal Siakam. It's the wrong timeline, but Pascal Siakam's twenty nine. By the way, he's not twenty seven anymore. He's he's in two years, his prime will be over. So we need to think about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Pascal. Like I'm, uh, I'm a huge, huge Pascal fan. He's uh 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's my favorite Raptor, uh, maybe maybe ever. Um, and mm-hmm. just wow. what a great what, guy too. He's amazing. Yeah, you know, and and this uh, you know his charity work this year is awesome. And I think he's been All NBA twice, so he's you know been like which is the more prestigious honor than than All Star. So he's been mm-hmm. top fifteen in the NBA. Uh, two times out of the last three three years, um, and and but the thing is, he, he, here's sort of where I feel like uh, I I, I kind of want to touch on y- your point, Graham, because I think that I felt this, you know, since Kawhi, right? Is the idea of you know Pascal as like the the Robin Hood to to somebody's Batman, and yeah. I think that's that's both correct, but also, you know, trading a Robin to get a Batman is sort of like, it's this weird, rare thing. Like, and I think that Raptors fans experience it with DeRozan being traded for Kawhi. But I feel like, you know, short of, yeah, I don't know, trading Pascal for like Luca or um, Giannis, (laughs) that's kind of like where we're at. And, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm big into Shea. I, I love all the Shea talk. I love the rumors. I don't think Shea is, you know, Speaking of health, I don't think Shea has, you know, been it's really proven that he can be on Pascal's level quite yet. Obviously, he's, he's way younger and like the timeline thing. I, I know you're just bringing up a, a an example, but um, yeah, yeah, it's sort of this next this next timeline for the Raptors is interesting. And back to Ryan's or- original point, I do think that we're this year's sort of like we're 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 going we ex- we have big expectations. But yeah. it seems to me like it's the it's a it's maybe the last test yeah. of, of of where this core can get to. Yeah. And then it's I like, think things are gonna be measured in a bunch of directions. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah. No, I I yeah. I just think that it, they're just like they're gonna see this year, can Scotty be oh uh, a number one in time to overlap with Pascal's uh, prime, right? Like you yeah, know, what speaking I mean? of timelines, like yeah, exactly. Not like, this year, but like maybe he, if you you'll get. We're gonna find out this year if in the next two years, um, Scotty's gonna be just an absolute G. Yes, and then if um, he's true. not, then we got to make some big decisions. Yeah, well, and I think also you know not to loop in all the points with like Gary and Fred and everything, but I do think <laughs> Scotty, you know, a big part of his like where he's going to be is, uh, you know, I heard this on, um, you know, Samson folks, uh, amazing um, pod, uh, pods on like, you know, interviewing other teams um, from around the league and getting their perspective on the Raptors. Uh, I heard, I think it was either Samson or someone else brought up the point of, um, you know, Scotty can, can go ISO on people. We haven't seen him draw a double. So I think we're, we're, Right. That's sort of what I'm looking for this year. Like, is he so effective that teams are going to double him? Right. Because teams double Pascal. So if we ha- if we have two guys that are being doubled, hold on, then we're like, you know, we're we're entering contender mode. And I think, yeah, to your point, can can Scotty get there next year? Is he a second year All Star? Um, you know, it, 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 like from where I'm standing right now, I still think OG's a better player. Than, than Scotty, but I do think that Scotty is clearly show, he's a rookie of the year. He's clearly showed that potential of like yeah. I can, I can dominate. You know, like he, he came into the league 
and I've been reading this a bunch, like, like, you know, often with rookies is the, the physicality It's like, Oh, he's so good. Just wait till he puts on some muscle or whatever. Scotty came into the league being like, I'm stronger than basically everybody, which is pretty nuts. Yeah. That's one thing I feel like, you know, like how many players have done that and beat Zion. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of guys who come LeBron. in and, LeBron yeah. and they basically like, I'm a bully. I'm just going to bully older Luca. Yeah. Luca. Yeah, exactly. Like, so that's, I think where, you know, if you're on the like Scotty train of the, like this, this is his team sooner rather than later that, Mm -hmm. that I think is what you're, you're looking at the most. Um, My question is just a a totally dumb one. uh, And uh, I want to know um, this is, this is a, a, a very old thing, but the Raptor one year, uh, tore his uh, ACL doing a bunch of flips in front of uh, some kids, entertaining some kids, and <laughs> was replaced by Stripes, uh, who wore the jersey '96. Uh, was like a different but similar Raptor. Stripes is now in uh, the G League. I think uh, me and Maddie saw Stripes there. I want to know why Stripes can't like why Stripes has been banished to Mississauga, like and I like you know I understand if yeah. there's if the games are overlapping, yes. fair enough. but but why can't you bring them both? Like <laughs> Stripes really filled in the role well. Um, we already have many different Raptors, inflatable Raptors and stuff. So like I, I want to see a little bit like I want to see two mascots at the same time. That that's what I'm asking could, for. Could he work at the shawarma stand? Open that back up. I wow. yeah. Let's let's bring the shawarma. Can he can he be the guy that heats yeah. the lettuce? Um, that's right. The, Heat the lettuce. He will lettuce. bring in business. He the lettuce is yeah. piping hot. The rap. Yeah. The stripes is serving you a shawarma. People are gonna I, go. I want to see a guy in a mascot costume working in a concession stand. Yep. Like, just like, you know, 100%. Like hair from yep. the mascot suit, getting all of your food yes. and shit. Like, a lot of problems. Um, yeah. Sweating, you know, <laughs> probably being like his tail <laughs> knocking over beef patties. Like, whatever. This is, <laughs> in New Orleans. This is, good. Um, this is chaos. Freaky baby, this is freaky baby dude serving you yeah. pizza. King, oh, King Cake Baby. That would, that would freak me out, but I would buy it. <laughs> I'll say this, Ryan. Shame on you because you just haunted this podcast. Um, anytime, anytime you bring up the name King Cake Baby, someone close to you dies. So, um, well, yeah, oh, we're man. all in Jesus. Trouble now. Oh, yeah, it's, that is that feels harsh. Yeah, it is. Just when like, I said it's a baby. It, yeah, bad. You don't even get bad you. sex for seven years. Yeah, <laughs> your, I, 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 your I wife dies. So I, I went overboard. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's uh let's talk some NBA. Uh Maddie good sir, uh if you would give me your weirdest weird owl NBA sting. This is Adam Silver Yeah. Uh okay, here we go. Um let me go to you first, Graham. And uh, yeah, we can hash this out a little bit. I, I'm definitely not like an expert on the rules, but I feel like particularly as a Raptor fan, this is interesting to me. Um, so the league is taking away the transition take foul different from the um, clear path foul, 
which is someone of clearly like no one's ahead of them. They're on a breakaway um, and they get fouled. Um, I think before half and they get, uh, I, I think it's two shots in the ball or one shot in the ball. Uh, apologies if I'm incorrect there, but the, to the take foul, uh, the reason I say it's a Raptors fan is because this is something that Kyle and DeMar, they, they just did all the time. Um, and it's yeah. when the team has like a fast break, like a two on one or a three on two, but there is a defender back and they just know they're at a disadvantage. So they mm-hmm. just, they just foul someone, stop the play. Um, it doesn't yeah. count. Uh, there's no free throws. They basically right. get to reset the defense. So Kyle would have Deep two down. fouls, take the foul. Everyone gets to set the defense. It's like a major, it was sort of a flaw in the game. And, um, and now if you do that, it's one shot and the ball. So oh, one shot in the ball. Um, yeah. So, so basically if you, yeah, if you do a take foul, um, it really is going to give the uh, offensive team, like you're not going to take away their advantage. Um, uh-huh. I sort of want to get your opinion on, uh, or I mean, I do want to get your opinion on that Graham, but I just want to say first, my kind of big concern is, does this mean, even more video replay. Uh, oh, yeah. My uh, friend Good and co-creator point. of the pod brought that up where he's like, I like this, but does this just mean like another thing that they go to Atlanta for? Cause that's yeah. not great. Um, right. Yeah. Graham, you, you know, hit me with your thoughts and yeah. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there are certain fouls that are unreviewable and I, hopefully maybe that'll be one of them. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's what I'm hoping, to be honest. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah, that would be a nightmare. And I think they're pretty the league is pretty aware of it. I know that uh, a couple of years ago, they um, they just had they had a lot of problems with the last two minutes of the game lasting four hours. And it was just yeah. like review, review, review. And it was just boring. Yeah. And I think they did a good job of fixing that. I don't I can't remember if they put in any special rules, but it just seemed less insane this past year. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't see them making that choice again. But of course, you know, it's a big giant machine. I'm sure they're going to make a big, stupid mistake. So who knows? But uh, I think it's good. I mean, it's good. It's it's obviously when you have someone like uh crafty on your team who exploits the rules. I love that. I love I love watching. Oh, yeah watching Kyle do that and everyone when like taking charges in the all-star game, like all that kind of stuff. It's like, I love yeah, craftiness, whatever, but you know, it sucks three on one and then you don't get a shot. It's stupid. Agreed. Yeah. And, and yeah, I also love those players, but I feel like that's yeah, just yeah. The, ebb, the ebb and flow of sports. It's like really yeah. hyper competitive people find ways to exploit. Yeah. And then you have to correct that after mm-hmm. some time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ryan, uh, yeah, what's your what's your thoughts on the, on the take file? Uh, I like it. You know, it's it can do uh, a number. They, they plan to do a number of things with this. Obviously, we're going to get more exciting plays back, and that's the, the big point. Yeah. Um, the fast breaks, they're, you know, they're going to make the business decision, just move out of the way, not even get near it. And you're going to have jaw you know, jumping out of the gym, you're going to have hopefully, you know, Westbrook jumping uh, again, all these guys that are just known for the transition plays and the fast breaks, they want more of that. And hopefully we're going to get more now that that's, you know, there. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and yeah, Freddie, you kind of said it like originally when I looked at this, I was like, oh, it's going to cut time because now they're just going to move out of the way. They're not even going to bother. But now it's like, OK, you have the crafty coaches and the crafty players. Are they now just going to use this more for strategy again? Um, are they going to actually take the foul? Because sometimes, you know, getting that extra free throw that they could possibly miss is better than uh, a, an arena like lifting yeah. alley oop. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you'd rather take the the slow free throw than just getting absolutely destroyed and demoralized. So depending on who your player or coach is, they're probably gonna be like, you know what, just take it, do it anyway. So maybe, yeah, you are wasting more time. And then of course, again, it's gonna be interesting to see which players and coaches are like, no, no, I'm still doing it. I'm not doing it. Who's going to lead it? Because, again, one free throw is not bad. And depending on who you're fouling, they could still miss it. So it, it could still be the same game, and, or it could just, again, be better. But I, I would love to see more points on the board, which I think that will do, and then get guys you know excited to, to dunk, and we'll get more transition alley plays. Yeah, I think you, know, you, uh, you maybe still foul jaw. You, you don't foul Boban, you know, uh, if it's Boban on the fast break, you're like, buddy, we'll, we'll, we'll see what you can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Kevin Love's going to take that take foul on John Morant pretty much every time he plays him. Cause he doesn't want a repeat of, of that nastiness that almost went in. So oh, yeah. yeah, man, um, just, just quick aside. The, the journey that it, that is Kevin Love, I'm, I'm really into, to be honest. Like, I love, he's like, you know, everyone talks like, I, I always run into people at parties who are like, they're sort of frustrated about the player empowerment thing and not frustrated by owners and whatever. And they're kind of like, I don't like that players or whatever, whatever. But people forget that Kevin Love tried to force a trade and Cleveland was like, nah. Like he like was whipping the ball around and he was like trying to, yeah. you know, force his way out. And Cleveland was just like, no, you were just, no, and, sorry. And, and it worked out for him. He's, he's totally, on a it worked out for beautiful it worked team out for them. right now. Like, <laughs> you know making I mean? money. Talking about like, you know, ex, like, you know, players exploiting whatever the system. Like I think part of that growth uh, is, or part of like what's going to happen next is like sometimes, you know, not every player, uh, is is going to be able to successfully force their way out of town. Like we'll see what happens with KD, right? He wanted out. He's still there um, for now, anyways, right? Um, yeah. But let's uh, let's move on to the uh, the last question here. Ryan, I'll go to you first. And um, yeah, I think the West is. I mean, I talked a little bit about the West on the pod. We have a bunch of teams tanking that we have. Like honestly, I like as a hardcore basketball fan, I basically have never seen tank. Like, I've never seen the Jazz tank. I've never seen the Spurs tank. Uh, Houston's not going to be good. OKC looks like they're, I guess, kind of tanking again. Um, So I feel like I'm a little less interested in the play-in there. But in the East, you know, I'd say you really only have the Pacers outright tanking. And I, I guess the Magic not trying to be good. But, you know, even the Pistons, the Knicks, uh you know, they're, 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 they're trying to be good. They're trying to improve. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm curious, who do you think is going to be, who's going to end up in the play in this year? Obviously this is just, you know, it's still the summer, right? So, so much is going to happen, but 
uh, who are the teams you think are going to end up in uh, the nine and 10 spots? So immediately Boston came to mind just because with uh, the absolute disaster and mess that's happening over there, but wow. I'm not going to count really players. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to count their place. I'm not going to do that to them. Um, I hate because, Boston. I think they're going to be like first or second in the East, but yeah, they, they, they still will be just off the sheer fact that the talent on that team is amazing. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter who's coaching them, but you know, I, I would say they're probably not in the top three anymore. I think, you know, Udoka was a, a good, a good amount of wins on his own, right? Yeah. He uh, was definitely an incredible gone. coach. Yeah. So now that that's gone, they're mid pack, like but the player as well. Yeah, yeah, he was. Oh, I see. I fell right into that one. Um, yeah, that was great. That was great. I love that. Uh, you know what? This um, is fair because like this is Freddie going. He was. Yes. <laughs> oh wait. Quite. I just, I just I, like I'm. I'm just the guy who stepped into a rake. Uh, I'm at the rake festival, uh, and I walked into a rake. Um, rake you know what? It's good. We have some uh, so Doka slander on the pod. You know. Oh yeah. I I will say. The Knicks and the Bulls. Now, obviously, I sound like a petty Mavs fan because we lost Brunson, but I just don't see that combination over there really doing – like, I just don't see it. Um, I love Jalen Brunson. I think he's going to be great in his lead role. Uh, he deserved it. I've obviously got to see him since he came in as a Mavs fan since 2018. Um, but it's just it's just the Knicks. Um, to me, it's like the equivalent of the Dallas Cowboys in football. I know we're not talking about football, but I just don't see them elevating to that next level. And then now with all these Eastern, you know, I think the Nets are back in play. I don't think the Nets are, are going to be, you know, struggling to to do what they're trying to do. I, I feel like the Knicks are just kind of, again, just like the question says, mid-pack and possibly struggle to get into the uh, – outside of that play in and then uh, unfortunately sad news with uh, Lonzo um being apparently not able to really run or jump so i think the mm-hmm. bulls might fall from grace from last year uh without him and i feel like the bulls had that surprise factor last year like preseason nobody thought demar was going to do what he did nobody mm-hmm. thought the bulls everyone's like oh the bulls are just the bulls and you know for a hot moment there people were like man the bulls are going to be in the eastern conference finals you know mm-hmm. so I, I feel with lonzo the the news that lonzo can't run or jump um and then you know just obviously top heavy teams in the east i feel like the knicks and the bulls are in danger of falling into that uh fight in for the fight for the play in Fair enough. Um, yeah, the Bulls, they finished in sixth last year, and they, they were leading the conference for, for a big portion of it. I feel like the Bulls and the uh, and the Cavaliers got hit by the like, the injury bug at like the worst time last year, and that really affected where they landed. Um, interesting that you have the, the, the Knicks. They finished 11th last year. I actually don't even have them. I have them just straight up out of the playoffs still. Um but uh, even even with Jalen, I, well, I, I think they've improved a little bit. I just, uh, yeah, I don't really see them. Um, they stink. yeah, the, the, yeah, I think they kind of stink. Um, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, I think they have, I don't know, some guys that I like. I like Barrett Jr. and, um, you know, uh, Mitchell Robinson and, you know, um, Obi Top. I think they got some guys like they're, they're not like some, they're not like tanking, but I, I just don't, I don't see them being um, 
competitive night in night out and, and kind of pushing teams. And I think the East this year is probably going to have some of the, some of the better records like to, to get into the 10th spot last year, uh, the Hornets finished with a winning record. It's like, you know, I remember there's been yeah. times where uh, seeds six, seven, and eight in the East have a losing record. And the 10th yeah. uh, best team was 43 and 39. You know, the Knicks finished 37 and 45. So I think for, if the Knicks can get near 500, I feel like that's kind of an improvement for them. But um, Graham, yeah. Who, who are your teams that are kind of like in, in the play in spot? Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, Boston is better. Like Boston is going to make the playoffs easily. Miami is Brooklyn is Milwaukee is Philadelphia is Cleveland is going to be amazing. That's six. Yeah. That's the thing. Atlanta is going to be pretty sick. And, uh, you know, it's like, then you got like, I think Toronto is a little, maybe as good or probably better than Atlanta. And then, you know, so that's seven, that's the seventh seed. And then, uh, then it's like Chicago, you know, uh, Lonzo can't jump or run, which I can tell you from personal experience is bad for basketball. (laughs) Um, they're in, they're in trouble. You know, they were a completely different team with him out. You know, I don't care if Caruso's back. <laughs> Lonzo's awesome. And uh, so, yeah, I think they're, they, they'll they be in the play-in. I think they're going to make the play-in. They got still a bunch of good players. Toronto, Chicago, play-in. Charlotte, play-in. Um, yeah. I, I mean, then maybe, maybe like, I think New York can probably make the play in maybe, but that's, that's it. I think I don't even, I'm probably missing a team for like the 10 spot, but I mean, it'll be a real dog fight. Here's the thing. Detroit might be good. I think Detroit's going to be improved for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I thought about them for this question. Like I'm not think, good. They might be okay. Yeah. But I think yeah. like they're a team that I have, what did they, they had 23 and 59 last year. I mm. think they're going to be much improved. I see them winning 30 games for sure. Yeah. I also think that Miami might take a little bit of a tumble. There's a chance Toronto might be better than Miami, but I'm going yeah. to, I, I wouldn't bet, I wouldn't bet that, but it might happen. Yeah, I mean, I think Miami is sort of relying on a lot of internal development and their players not aging uh, yeah. super, super fast. Um, I mean, Jimmy was insane in the playoffs, right? So Yeah, but he doesn't. He rests all year. Yeah, playoffs, Jimmy, Jimmy's dreads are worth five more wins. <laughs> <laughs> At least five more. <clears throat> Um, my, my teams, my play in teams. Uh, so I think it's going to be somewhat similar to last year. I'm not sure if there's too much of a hot take here, but I kind of think that Washington is going to bump the Hornets for the 10th spot. Uh, I think the Washington's going to have a bit of a better season. Um, uh, you know, I don't know if, uh, if I believe in Porzingis, but I think that, you know, he's not all the way done as an NBA player. So I think Porzingis uh, and sort of the, you know, the, the you know, uh, Kyle Kuzma. And like, I feel like they have yeah. a, a yeah. little bit going on there. Like, not, again, not a lot. They finished in 11th, right? So I'm saying they're going to go from yeah. 11 to 10. Uh, and 
the other team was hurt last year too he was hurt for matt and they kind of like shut it down for periods um but miles bridges too um yeah exactly um but uh yeah the other team i have and this is just like total hot take territory but uh i i don't think i can safely like i can i can look at the brooklyn nets on paper and be like wow look at all those players mm-hmm. um i actually believe in ben simmons i feel like i'm one of the people that i know that is like high higher on ben simmons than a lot of people but i just mm-hmm. think with kd's age he can't like carry a team i have no idea what to expect from Kyrie. So I actually have them uh, in the play-in uh, because I think there's also opportunity for like big blockbuster trades to happen with the with the Nets, um, and yeah. So, so I have basically I have the Hornets dropping out, the Wizards coming in, and sort of what what Graham was saying. I, I'm with you guys on the Bulls. I think they're going to struggle, but um, I feel like Atlanta. Like a lot of these teams are going. Are I've gotten better, so I, I feel like Atlanta was in eighth. Last year, you know, I, I could see them improving. Um, yeah, I don't think the Heat are going to win the East, but I can't see the no. Heat falling all the way right to um, yeah. to a playing team. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and uh, I think uh, I think that about does it for for the pod, guys. Um, we're going to r- wrap this baby up, but uh, let let me go to you first, uh, Graham. Um, I know you're touring; you're all over the place, but like you know. Uh, we'll plug your socials, but besides that, what do you want to let people know? Where can they find you? All that, all that. Oh yeah. Well, here's uh, something that I'm uh, excited about and really want to plug. Um, I'm going to, I just uh, taped and we're just about finished editing my, uh, my newest comedy special. And um, hey, congrats. Yeah. We're kind of deciding whether to do it on Netflix Canada or release it just on YouTube for the masses uh so i can reach more people we'll probably end up putting it on youtube for that reason and um so i'd love it if you are listening to this to subscribe to my youtube page so when it gets released in uh like i think like 10 days you'll it'll pop up on your thing and you can click on it it would help me a lot um and uh yeah it's uh, youtube.com slash Graham K comedy. So G R A H A M K A Y comedy. Graham like the cracker K A Y like the jeweler comedy. That's it. Everybody subscribe to, uh, to Graham's YouTube page. He's ridiculously funny and amazing and deserves all of our support. So do that. Um, yeah. Oh, can I, can I plug one more thing? Do it. Um, I'm going to be opening for, uh, Nate Bargatze in Toronto. um, He's one of the funniest comics in the world. You should check him out um, on New Year's Eve. So you can come check that out. It's going to be at Meridian Hall. I, I think it's like a theater. So Yeah, it's a big-ass theater. Yeah, yeah. Um, hell yeah 30th dude. and 31st. I'll be there. Um, awesome. Well, dude, hopefully we, uh, we, can, we can hang a little bit. Um, Let's do it. Ryan, what, what's up? Uh, you know, everyone check out below the hardwood, but uh, yeah, let people know where they can find where they can find you and uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, it's uh, on the socials, pretty much the same name everywhere. It's R A Henry 
so that's Instagram, Twitter. Um, obviously, if you follow me there, you're gonna, like uh, Freddie said in the intro, gonna hear a lot of a lot of Maverick talk. I'm a big Dallas Mavericks fan, and we got an interesting season coming up our, ourselves in the West. Um, of course, Eagles talk. If you're a football fan, uh, the Cowboys suck. Um, and yeah, below the hardwood, kind of on a hiatus at the moment, but who knows? Uh, you know. Could be back very soon. Uh, we'll see uh, my co-hosts, Alan and Dexter. You know, Alan, big man, a little bit busy these days, but uh, we'll possibly uh, see if we're back around in the future. Yeah, sh- shout out to Alan at the Black Legacy Awards. We got some amazing picks, and he's killing it. So <clears throat> congrats yeah. to Alan. Um, and, yeah, uh, definitely check out Ryan. Um Thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. You know, follow us on everything. Uh, Maddie, why don't you give people the goods uh, and let people know, you know, how they can help us be like uh, super fucking rich, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's what we're here for folks. Uh, As always, check out RaptorsRepublic.com. Lots of great in-depth sports writing going on there, as well as our podcast and all the other podcasts that appear on the Rapcast. And now that the season is starting, Everything's going to be amped up, and there's going to be a ton of content for you to gorge. <laughs> and yeah, if you're <laughs> if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe, please like, please comment. We love all that good stuff. And of course, yeah, just uh, subscribe to the Rapcast on your favorite podcatcher. And you can also listen to us on uh, our own website, dunkspodcast.com beauty well uh i think we're good to go maddie if you feel like we're done so give me the words i love so much okay okay listen to full episodes of the confederacy of dunks only on the rapcast